Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. My name is Chris, and as it says in the title of the podcast, I'm going to here talk about some games. So yes, um, it's been a little while since my last podcast. Unfortunately, um, I'm supposed to do one every two weeks, but unfortunately, last time when I was due to record it, I was a bit unwell. Um, had a little bit of a sickness bug and wasn't feeling great, so um, yeah, I wasn't able to record a show properly last time. Unfortunately, so. Yeah, back again, and quite a bit's happened in the last month, so go kick off as always with some news. Okay, so first up in the news, um, Pokemon Direct happened on Pokemon Day, it's the twenty seventh of February. So um, various different projects were shown off. Pokemon Sleep finally. Got reintroduced. Um, new Netflix, new Netflix series, um, and as we'll cover in the main part of the show, um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC was shown off. Um, yeah, but the weird thing about the Nintendo that Pokemon presents is it kind of sparked off a whole load of. Rumours about a product to the Switch or like a more powerful Switch. Um, so yeah, um, basically there had been a 4chan leaker which detailed a lot of stuff about the um, Pokemon Presents and what would be in it. Um, and very specific stuff which you probably wouldn't have got if you didn't know what was coming up. Um, so this was on 4chan before the presentation. Um, but the thing at the end of the leak is a bit that got a lot of people talking, and it was when I made reference to working on a graphics patch for the next Switch system so I could upscale or have better graphics on this new system. Um, so obviously that got... A, and it was hinted at like an early 2024 release for that patch so it got a lot of people talking a lot of people speculating that nintendo's next console could be a lot sooner than people would think um for me personally not to say this purely just because i've just got an oled but i do think we're probably more looking towards um in my mind, I'd like to think about 2025 before we get anything concrete about uh, Switch successor. Um, not saying they could do it any earlier, but I think going by what Nintendo have been saying a lot of times in their um, plans for the Switch and wanting it to be almost a 10-year life cycle, 
Um, for me, 2025 will still be earlier than that. So um, whether or not I'm fully on board with this, I'm not sure. But a lot of people are thinking that it would be either full-on successor or at the very least a machine with significantly improved um, capabilities. Um, some other people online have been comparing it to like how the um, Game Boy Color just step up from the original Game Boy. Um, still technically part of the same family systems, but significantly more powerful. Um, whether or not this does happen and whether or not it is a real thing is remain to be seen. Um, I say I'm a bit sceptical, but I think a lot of people are saying that it does kind of add up. Um, but yeah, it'll be very interesting for me to see what happens with Nintendo's in the next year or two. Um, and whether that part of the leak is true as the rest of the leak was. Um, yeah, it's a bit of interesting gossip going on and rumours going on about the next Nintendo um, hardware. Um, the another thing that come out of another leak was that they are having issues or kind of having to work hard to make sure backwards compatibility works. Um, so that could also be an interesting challenge for Nintendo and hopefully it's something they can work on. Because I think, especially with the Switch having as many games as it is, I think it would be good to be backwards compatible. Especially with the Nintendo Switch Online system and the fact they said that that account should kind of follow you through generation to generation. Um, yeah, so that is all very much rumour. And it's kind of another rumour for the next bit of news. Um there has been a report going round that the new Suicide Squad game being made by Rocksteady, which is was due out at the end of May, appears to be getting delayed into the later year. Um, for those who watched the last Sony State of Play, they did spend about 15 minutes on the game at the end. And I think it's fair to say the reaction hasn't been overly good. Um, a lot of people are seeming to be downvoting it and it, basically the video is bombing Big Star online. Um, the issue with games like this which is taking a while to develop, when they start to develop the game, the type of game it is is all the rage and obviously it is kind of a Fortnite style live service game with like battle passes and updates and stuff like that. Um... So, obviously, six years ago, that was a lot of the rage, whereas nowadays you do see a hell of a lot of these games starting to shut down. So, like, Square Enix, the Avengers games, rounding down far earlier than they wanted to. A load of other live service games are kind of going offline in the coming um, months. But yeah. Um, very intrigued to see what happens with this and whether they can try and delay it and spin it into something a bit more positive later in the year. Um, I think the type, the, the amount of delay is, isn't going to fundamentally change the game. They're not going to change their track, but maybe they can mine it up and um, 
shuffle it more enticing gameplay to get people more excited about it because a lot of the reaction has been quite muted and not a very positive reaction to the gameplay. A lot of people say it looks quite, like the characters look very samey. Um, so yeah, it will be very, very interesting to see how Take-Two and Rocksteady awarded by the game, sorry, um, approach this. Um, sort of while the games are coming off a bit of a high at the moment with Hogwarts Legacy, so they probably can just sit back and rely on Hogwarts Legacy for the first half of this year. Um, they'll probably keep that high going without kind of like Suicide Squad potentially bringing it down. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a bit weird because it's such a revered developer. Um, the Arkham games are really good for him. Uh, got really good reputation. But his new game just seems to not be connecting at all with um, with the gaming um, community as a whole. Um, so yeah, it will be extremely interesting to see exactly what they do do uh, going forward with Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, only rumoured at the moment, Water Brothers haven't come out and officially confirmed it. I think a couple of people close to the game have said that it looks like it could slip into this uh, later part of the year. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to watch out for that. And if it is being announced, it will be announced fairly soon, I imagine. Um, now on to another kind of interesting situation. Um, the Microsoft Activision acquisition saga is still going on. Um Lots of little stories coming out about this at the moment. Um, I mean, the big things over the last month or so are that Microsoft have officially signed 10-year deals with Nintendo and NVIDIA to make sure that Call of Duty and other Activision games are available on their platforms or storefronts. Um, NVIDIA were originally opposing... The the merger because they were concerned about Microsoft's cloud gaming and the fact they might take it away from other storefronts. Um, so I think that Nvidia in particular were quite vocal in their concerns about Call of Duty being exclusive to Game Pass and the yeah, X Cloud stuff. Um, Nintendo, I think it's a win because Call of Duty hasn't come to Nintendo console since the Wii U. Um, so yeah, it is kind of a bit of a gap for Nintendo to get uh, 10 years guaranteed Call of Duty and Activision Blizzard support. Um, especially um, with same release date and same kind of parity or as best they can. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they do get it onto the Switch and how they do get it playing um, but it is also a big move on Microsoft's part to um, to dispel the fears of the regulators who are looking into the acquisition a lot of them did have concerns about the um, the merger Um and there have been some recent courtroom sessions 
where Sony in particular, who are um, currently not signing a deal, they've refused to sign the 10-year deal that um, NVIDIA and Nintendo have got, um, even though they've been offered it. Uh, they're kind of very much holding the um, holding solid in their belief. And Jim Ryan, the president of the PlayStation division in the court, is reported to have said that um, they're not interested in a new deal. They're just interested in, or Jim Ryan said he personally was just interested in blocking the merger. So he was very upfront and honest about what his intentions were. He doesn't want this to go through at all. Um, and Call of Duty is a massive franchise. Like, there's no getting away from that. Um, it sells best on PlayStation. PlayStation have had the marketing for like several years at this point. So obviously you see the Call of Duty adverts, see PlayStation is the main logo. So yeah, it is kind of a big kind of pushing point for Sony and obviously any digital sales they get a cut of. Um, and I think they are right, almost rightly, rightfully so concerned about losing Call of Duty's or their sales from Call of Duty if it goes on to Game Pass and stuff like that. Um, they are, however, making some kind of outlandish claims and stuff like that. Outlandish, I think, it's a bit weird. It's probably a bit of a bad choice of words, but they are making some claims, like um, the fact that Call of Duty would be going to Game Pass would probably mean it wouldn't make it onto the PlayStation. Um, would make it onto the PlayStation subscription service. Um, but then again, Sony would have to pay the publisher for the game to go on the service. You normally write a check. And they say, yeah, it's fine, you can go on to the service or you can go on for this amount of time. Um, the fact that Sony currently doesn't really have many Call of Duty games on their subscription service, um, and probably wouldn't be willing to pay Microsoft a, a check to get it on the service, kind of negates that point, I think, a little bit. Um, and it also kind of takes away from the fact that Sony do have a lot of deals with third parties to get games exclusively for PlayStation. Um, take, for example, the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, and apparently that and the Silent Hill Remakes apparently have clauses in their contracts with Sony that they got Xbox exclusion clauses that they can't report it to Xbox, um, potentially. Um so that is quite a kind of shady thing on Sony's part. So it is getting quite messy. It is getting quite interesting to follow at the moment. Um, there's three big re regulators, the UK, the EU and the American regulators are all kind of due to make big decisions in, it, in the upcoming months. Um, I believe the EU is the next one. It's supposed to be end of March, beginning of April, I believe. And um, current speculation does say that um, people close to the um, close to the case are saying that it looks like the EU will approve it. Um, so if they do, it'll be interesting to see if the UK and 
American regulators kind of fall in place behind it. Um, Glass's current thinking is if one of them okays it, the rest will follow, you follow suit because Microsoft are kind of doing the best they can to allay the fears that um, they aren't going to keep Call of Duty away from everyone. Like they've openly signed 10 year deals with Nintendo and um, Nvidia. Google seem to have stepped down their kind of protest or kind of stance against it. Um, and Sony's also kind of... They're just playing hard to get and just doing everything they can to stop this going through. Um, it's got to the point where in their defiance and... Try not to. They are having to hand over documents they really didn't want to. So Microsoft have requested a lot of documents from Sony, kind of uh, to kind of count because one of Sony's counterclaims they couldn't make a game which could compete with Call of Duty. With Shooter's popularity, yes, that is kind of a point. But with the studios and the Development teams Sony do have, and some of the IPs they have. So I would say that Sony couldn't um, try and make a competitor to it. Um, so yeah, I think Microsoft's kind of making Sony in their reluctance to to sign the deal have to show up some documents they don't really want to, which is an interesting thing for Sony to deal with and Microsoft have kind of been throwing themselves under the bus recently like I've been showing like market share percentages and stuff like that and kind of comparing PlayStation to Xbox market shares and stuff like that and they are openly just saying that yeah Sony is kind of demolishing us in terms of market share we don't believe that this acquisition would affect it that much um so, yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see exactly what does happen. Um, if, as people close to the case in the EU have been speculating, it does go through. It'd be interesting to see if the UK and America follow suit and if Microsoft can get this deal completed by the end of June like they originally planned to. Um, yeah, all interesting stuff there. Um but yeah, that is enough news for now. Um, like I say, a few kind of in-depth things and a few kind of bits of speculation. Um, yeah, quite an interesting couple of weeks or months. So yeah, now on to the main part of the show though. Okay guys, so next part of this show, we are kind of talking about Nintendo. Um, and for me, it's kind of like, all around DLC and expansion passes. And it's something that when I was watching YouTube, something, uh, so I was watching said, said something, it's kind of like maybe they've got a point in there. And it's does Microsoft have too much? Oh, no, sorry, completely wrong company. Does Nintendo have too much DLC and expansion passes? Um, Something I'm very interested in, DLC and expansion passes, something I wasn't really big into, like I didn't really like. 
but I have bought some of them. So it's not something I am completely against, but at the same time, um, is it something that's really necessary? Um, but someone did make a kind of fair comment that Nintendo fairly recently have been announcing expansion passes and DLC for games that aren't even out yet. Um, so in the weeks leading up to it, when they have a big showcase or trader or direct, they'll mention the expansion pass or DLC. Um, and yeah, it's kind of... Other companies are getting called out when they do that, but in, but Nintendo don't seem to be. Um, so yeah, I just thought I'd have a quick look through and go through like the whole DLC and expansion pass situation. Um, no, it isn't technically DLC or or it's not paid DLC. Uh, it's not really an expansion pass, but the sports games on the Switch, so Strikers, Golf and Tennis. All of them before release have been confirmed to have um, additional um, courts or um, golf courses or um, characters and stadiums being added uh, before launch. And Okay, it's pre-DLC, but of how quickly Sabbath comes out, it's stuff that blatantly could have been in the base game, but they just chose not to um not to include it. Um Yeah, so literally I think uh Mario Strikers a month after launch had its first set of characters added. Um so it is very much a case that um, people are saying on oh, Nintendo purposely leaving stuff out just to add it in. Um, but if you go through some of the games which have um, had DLC or expansion passes and often these are announced before the game released. Uh, they are Xenoblade Chronicles both 2 and 3 have had expansion passes. Fire of Engage had its expansion pass announced at the Game Awards, which was like a month before release. Uh, Splatoon 2 and 3 both had expansion passes announced in advance. Um, oh, actually, 2 didn't. 2 was announced after its release, but Splatoon 3 before release got announced for... Expansion Pass. Um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has obviously got its Booster Course pack. Um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate in the last Direct before it got released. They announced the Fighters Pass. And then before the first Fighters Pass was complete, they announced the second Fighters Pass. So they kind of announced stuff twice before it finished. Um, Animal Crossing... Okay, it wasn't announced before release, but um, a Happy Home Paradise uh, expansion was announced. Um, and obviously you've got Pokemon Sword, Pokemon Shield, um, Hyrule 
Warriors, um, Age of Calamity, that's got Expansion Pass. Um, yeah, there are just seem to be Expansion Passes popping up all over the place for Nintendo. Um, so I thought Fire Emblem engaged literally on the game on the day the game was released, like the first pack was available. So you had um new cats available from day one. Um <coughs> the Fire Emblem Engage and the Xenoblade Chronicles ones are slightly different because you do get a significant um story uh, additional story stuff added in in the final wave of it. Um both Fire them will engage and <coughs> Sunday Chronicles 3 will be getting a significant up date in terms of story DLC later in the year. Um, in terms of Sunday Chronicles 2, the uh, Tournament of the Golden Country was a very well received um bit of DLC and uh, it was actually substantial enough that it did also get released as a standalone title as well so to get that as part of the expansion pass which was about £24-£25 was actually not too bad a deal um, Splatoon 2 um, added a pretty hefty single player staff and Octolings as well so that was Fairly decent, but it's Platoon 3. I think they kind of dropped the ball a bit. Um, they announced expansion passes. The first wave is out now. Um, and to be fair, I think wave one of the Platoon 3 DLC and expansion pass has underwhelmed a lot of people. Uh, it's brought back in, Cop- in Copolis from the first game. So it's the hub area from the first game and the Squid Sisters. Um, a lot of people just think it's throwing the new characters under the bus completely. Uh, so Deep Fry is kind of apparently being thrown under the bus for the return of uh, Kelly and Marie. Um, and yeah, it doesn't seem to be much substance to the first wave. Um, it's literally, you can go to Incopolis, you can go to the shops there. It's exactly the same items, so no different items. Um, same maps, hasn't added any... As long as you've got access to all the Splatoon 1 maps or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> so it's literally like a change of scenery and choosing where you prefer more. Um, so yeah, I'm now to do a lot of work. But does it substitute the entire first wave of a DLC? Is it substantial enough, really? Uh, compared to some of the DLCs and expansions that Nintendo have done, it does feel a little kind of, oh, is that it? Um, especially as it does seem there'll be a bit of a wait for the second part of the expansion pass. It's two waves, Incopolis and... Well, according to side order, which seems to be the kind of big story part. Because um, the thing about Splatoon, which is quite cool, is I do kind of pay off or play off what the final 
Splatfest is for each title. Um, so in Splatoon 2, the final um, Splatfest was Order versus Chaos. Chaos won, so hence why we're in kind of the environment and land and conditions we are in Splatoon 3. And Side Order seems to have followed what happened if Ordered 1, so it seemed quite zen and peaceful in the trailer. Obviously nothing's really shown about it properly. There's speculation that there could be another story mode that does follow um, uh, Marina um, from Splatoon tearing off the hook. Um, so yeah, it's kind of very vague what it's going to be at the moment, but the thing is um, when you look at the expansion pass, it says Wave 2 will be released by some point in 2024. So, have they potentially rushed the first wave for it not to be very substantial? And then there'd be a really long wait for the next part of the DLC. Um, which is a bit of a concern, really. So, it's a thing that's got a few people kind of scratching their heads a bit. Um... And obviously the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet um, DLC got announced on Pokemon Day. Um, okay, it's two waves again. Soon we're going coming out fairly close together, so it's kind of autumn and winter 2023. Um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, they're taking like the school student aspect again, so you're making it as if you're going on a school trip and then you're an exchange student. On two of the different um, raves, basically. Um, yeah, but it's the treasure of um, Area Zeroes, the um, title of the DLC. Uh, the one thing that's kind of throwing me a bit is it is more expensive than the Sword and Shield DLC. Because I was looking at the price and I was a little bit surprised to see it was over £30. I think it's Thirty one ninety nine, so it is a hefty price for DLC. Um, yeah, so it is not a cheap bit of DLC. Um, and the Sword and Shield ones were about £26, so definitely £5 more for this lot of DLC. Um, and yeah, so it's kind of very interesting to see kind of are they going to make it worth the payment, especially if they are charging more for it? Um, I did enjoy the Sword and Shield expansions. thought there were some cool new regions, some cool new stuff. I haven't done everything in the Crown Tundra, which is the second DLC pack or wave for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, but yeah, it is extremely interesting to see exactly um, what they do have for us. And... And yeah, like, don't get me wrong, Nintendo do do some good things. If you've got the expansion pass, you do get some of the DLC added. For example, the Mario Kart 8 boosted course pack and the Animal Crossing expansion pass were both added to the expansion pass straight away. Um, Splatoon 2's expansion pass did get added after a little while afterwards. Um... So that is in there as well, but it didn't go straight in. It was a good year or so after 
I started putting expansion passes into um, the expansion pack that this happened. Um, so the fact that it's not a given that it will be added is a bit kind of interesting as well because I'm now on the fence about buying this Platoon 3 DLC. Um, so I love Splatoon, I really do enjoy it. Um, at the moment, I can't justify paying out for it. And then I've got to see in my mind, what have they added into the expansion pack? I'll pay for the expansion pack every year. Um, I know a lot of people are divided, but I do think it's worth the money. You do get a lot of games for your money. So I only do get the Game Boy NES and SNES titles. You get the Game Boy Advance, N64, Sega Genesis. Um, yeah, you do get a lot of titles on there. Um, plus you get the expansion all of the DLC packs are included so I got to play a penny for the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Core stuff so that's pretty cool um, so that saved me £25 that I would have paid out and the Happy Home Paradise is a really good expansion I've been enjoying it um, and again that's another £25 or so that I would have had to pay out um, so yeah, for me, the expansion pack for, for Nintendo Switch Online is worth it, but with all these DLCs going around for Nintendo, it's kind of like, are they relying on it too much? And I think potentially, yes, they are. Um, especially with the stuff that could have been in the base game from the off, like the Fire Emblem Engage stuff, where they had stuff day one for the expansion pack. That was a bit kind of, oh, okay. Um... And especially like the sports titles, even though they don't pay, it's not paid DLC. The fact that they do add stuff in so soon after release, especially if it's like a, I think there's one game that had a different mode added literally two or three weeks after it was released. It did seem a bit kind of that could have been in the base game because the sports games on the Switch are getting a reputation of being kind of unfinished or lacking features or kind of bare bones character wise even though they've got more stuff being added um so yeah it is a very very interesting um discussion to have um a lot of this was raised up and i think the question of nintendo not being called out about their dlc is coming up about there's rumors that Tears of the Kingdom could have an expansion pass as well. Um, I think on the eShop page there is a line saying full game is required to use any DLC or expansion pass. Um, I'm not sure if that is generic text that they put on most game pages, but the fact there is reference to expansion pass on the Tears of the Kingdom eShop page and the fact that they've already made a few people kind of angry is not the right word but kind of raised a few eyebrows by announcing that Tears of the Kingdom will officially be about £10 more expensive than um, than other Switch titles it is very much a kind of case of people asking like hang on like you already asked us to pay more money for this 
and then you're going to add another expansion pass onto it. Because uh, Breath of the Wild, yeah, Breath of the Wild had an expansion pass as well. Okay, that was announced about a year and a bit after, or like towards the end of the year after release. So it had been out for a little while before they um, before they showed off everything. Um, but yeah, but it's still a thing to wonder, guys. And like, obviously, I'll be great grateful to get your guys' thoughts on this. But do you think? Doesn't necessarily have to be Nintendo. Do you think companies have too much of a reliance on DLC and expansion passes? Um, so Nintendo, when you sit back and look at how much they've actually got, there is a hell of a lot of DLC stuff there, um, expansion passes, all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, it is kind of interesting to see all of that. Um, yeah, do let me know your thoughts about this and kind of do you get expansion passes or DLCs? It's stuff that you really enjoy. Um, obviously, I don't really do the live server stuff, so it is very similar situation to battle passes. I don't do battle passes. Um, it's not something I pay into. Um, but yeah, it is very much a topic, especially with the cost of living crisis and price of everything going up, it's kind of like, can you justify spending this money and all that kind of stuff? Um, it's certainly getting interesting. Um, but that kind of wraps up my discussion bit for this episode. Um, so we're going to talk through some of the games I've been playing. Um, I have been playing a bit of uh, Hogwarts Legacy, really kind of really enjoying what I've played that game so far. Really need to sit down and play some more of it, which hopefully I will do at some point this weekend. Um, yeah, definitely well worth playing, in my opinion. Um, also, a bit more of Hi-Fi Rush. Really enjoying what I'm playing of that so far. I love the character of the game. I love kind of the, the wit and the charm. And the gameplay mechanics, it looks great. Um, this looks like a cartoon come to life. Like, the tall-shading graphics look amazing in it. Um, and then I've been doing some more Pokemon Scarlet and Violet or Pokemon Violet I should say because that's the version of the game I've got um, chugging my way through there just about to face the Elite Four um, had one attempt against him kind of messed up my team against Larry so Larry kind of wiped the floor of me a little bit which is a bit unfortunate but uh, I'm getting there with that um, Metroid Prime Remastered as well done a gameplay video of that I do need to play some more of it um, so many games I need to play more of um, Stream 3 done a few more online games of that did the um, so the big run um, Salmon Run event uh, a couple of weeks ago you know I actually haven't started the single player campaign of Splatoon yet really do need to get stuck into that um, me and Matt did do a playthrough rain 4 of the Mario Kart 8 expansion pack. Um, talk about the expansion packs. Um, yeah, way for the booster course passes out now. Uh, so we did play that on the night when it came out. Unfortunately, my video seems to have messed up when I was trying to record the gameplay footage. 
Like, I think the footage just seemed to be stuttering and freezing a lot when I was trying to record it. And while I looked at the length of the video, it wasn't anywhere as long as it should have been. It's supposed to have been a, about 35 minutes long worth of gameplay, but it, for some reason, AKL was 15 minutes. So, yeah, unfortunately, I won't be able to upload our footage of that. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I did really like the courses. Um, but I've been playing more of that. Again, Tetris 99. Animal Crossing, I've been dipping it out of. I am getting to the point where I'm not checking in as much as I used to be. So that's the only unfortunate thing about Animal Crossing at the moment. I am finding myself slipping away from it a little bit, which upsets me a little bit because it's something I was trying to keep up. I was quite pleased with my streak of being in pretty much every day for most for quite a while. Um... But that does seem to be kind of breaking now, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but yeah, very much a busy couple of weeks of gaming. Um, yeah, so let me know what you guys have been playing. Tweet me at Christos37 on Twitter. Uh, let me know what you've been playing. Let me know your thoughts on expansion passes and DLC. Do you think it's getting a bit crazy of everything at the moment? Um, as you can find my YouTube... Uh, youtube.com forward slash chris react to one i do share all my videos onto twitter so you should be able to go onto twitter and find a link to one of my videos and subscribe and all that good stuff and yeah don't forget to check out the game junkies um i've been doing some great pokemon content recently um i'm pretty sure they're having a fun time at the moment um i also do do the the Dungeons and Junkies um, podcast. I do Dungeons and Dragons sessions. Um, it's actually crazy stuff coming up with those from what I've been hearing. Um, I do get to hear Matt recording some of the sessions and some stuff I walk in happening. It's just like I really walked in at the wrong time, but some of it's hilarious. Some of it is just kind of. So I'm coming to see, coming in and see why the people on the stream with their heads in their hands because of something that one of the characters have done. So it seems completely chaotic and crazy. But always a good time. Um, but yeah, don't forget to check those guys out. They should be out every other week to me. So yeah, make sure you check those guys out. And until next time, if you are still listening, thank you. And hopefully I'll be back in a couple of weeks with some new, new some more game stuff to talk about. I'll speak to you soon, guys. Thanks, bye. This podcast is a Mass Attack production for Visionaries Global Media.